This is a podcast where anything goes, a real family doing life together and sharing the many lessons learned about marriage, parenting, family, boundaries, and living the simple life as a Christian. Join the Jones family with their grown children as they sit around the table to share their passion for marriage, family, and boundaries while providing inspiration, practical tips, and insight into a simple life that glorifies God. Whether you're a Christian or not, there will be takeaways to heat up your marriage, train up your children, and navigate this culture with more wisdom and perspective. Okay, so we are back with episode two on season four, I think. I think it's season four. Yes, it is. Yes. And we talked last week about the five love languages, and we're kind of doing like an intensive on marriage is I guess the best way to describe it. Um, just kind of going in depth more about like certain topics of marriage and just kind of seeing where it takes us. Um, just kind of talking about all the things that we have been wanting to talk about in the past couple seasons. So we're going to talk some tonight about some of the stuff we learned at Romance Uncensored. Um, and then just whatever else you guys have. Yeah, What's I was going to say, I mean, once we start talking about Romance Uncensored, we're probably going to go off on rabbit trails of other things that we've learned absolutely that's what we do that's right because i mean i know we prepare hours and hours and hours for each episode so and by hours and hours she means we actually don't prepare we just sat down (laughs) and we're like so what are we talking about wasn't that the premise of this whole podcast though Mm -hmm. is us sitting around the table and talking Talking. like we always do yeah okay that's that's what you get yeah that's right so you talked about uh romance uncensored and we talked about um well, we're actually having the discussion here about steps to take for a great marriage. Things to think. Things yeah. to think. Yeah. Things to think. Well, yeah, it's it's um, steps to a great marriage, but okay, all those steps involve your thoughts. So those are some good steps. Yeah. And and didn't Pastor Shannon talk about that from a renewing of your mind? Yeah. Okay. So I mean, to recap all the steps, like before we dive into them, the main point is just enjoy life with your wife. So Mm. if you're already married and you actually want to stay married to that person, do something about it. And instead of enjoying your life by yourself, enjoy your life with your wife. I like it. You know, and, and when you were saying that, Jake, it reminded me how many times Shannon has made the comment, and we say it a lot now, where if if you're married, it's not a matter of, you know, should you stay in the marriage or should you not stay in the marriage, but really looking at it and recognizing that he or she, depending on who's listening to it, their spouse is God's best for them. Right. And in order to recognize that, it is it does become a renewing of your thought processes and thinking about that, that pursuing that passion that you had for that person premarital, right? So premarital passion pursuit of the person. Right. Well, can I, can I stop you right there? Go for it. Uh, this question just popped up in my mind, but is this talking about like people in a marriage that both couples are already like Christians or it's, it's any marriage, right? 
Yeah, I would say any marriage, right? Well, I mean, because God designed marriage. Well, God designed marriage, but I know of a couple that is potentially going through a divorce. And when we got back from Romance Uncensored, one of the things that I said to the guy is focus on pursuing your wife the way you did when you were dating her and begin to think about her the way you thought about her before you got married. And he's not necessarily, I mean, he's not a believer. Right, I think the same principles still apply because like mm-hmm. like literally the first thing I had written down from Romance and Censor this past year was when you said yes to marriage, you moved on to God's turf, which is the first thing Shannon said like when we started out right. the day. So basically that means that whether you're a Christian or not, whether you would you admit that it's God's turf or not, it it is. So you have to follow his manual for how things are supposed to be. Mm-hmm. So what I was going to ask is if you're saying, if you're telling someone that if you're married and you're already married, that is God's best, right? Yes. Yes. But what about like, if you, what if a woman that's or a man is listening to this podcast and their spouse, like just treats them like it, I, I can just imagine like if I was hearing someone say that my spouse is God's best for me, but like treats me like garbage. Well, I was going to say there is a little bit of a disclaimer here and we're not advocating divorce in any way. However, we're not talking about marriages that have abuse. Yes. So Jake had, we had some technical difficulty, so it might feel a little fragmented, but Jake had um, posed a question that, so you're saying, this is him talking, that if you're married, your spouse is God's best for you. And we're saying yes. And he said, but what if your spouse is treating like crap and not treating you properly? And I said that, you know, there, there could be abuse and trauma and um, that is not the area which we're going to, you know, speak into because that means there could be a lot of therapy that need is needed to get through those, those struggles. Um, but God can restore and heal anything. And so we're not going to speak about specific situations like that. We're making a blanket statement that if you chose that person and that person chose you, you entered into a covenant with the Lord. And the general statement is that is God's best for you. And you might have to work through some issues. And I would just add to that. Like, if you don't know if you, like, if you're looking at your issues and going, okay, are mine like too big to deal with on my own? Then maybe just go to a counselor. Maybe just try a session because like, mm-hmm. if you feel like it's too big, it might be. But at the same time, like we could all benefit from a little marriage counseling. So yep, like you can't go wrong there. So that's all yeah. I'll say. Well, and I also think too that as you go through this process, you know, we've talked about this before. You know, in today's world, everybody thinks that their problems are huge, and you know. Obviously, if there's abuse, you, you know, that's not acceptable. Um, but taking the steps to become the spouse that you want your spouse to be as a first step. Right, because that can be done whether you're going to counseling or not, right. whether you're planning on going or not. That's yeah. something that you can change. Yeah, and, you know, you've got two imperfect people that are entering into a relationship that is of one flesh and it's the most sanctifying relationship on planet earth is what I always say. And so you're going to have issues. Mm-hmm. 
And sometimes those issues are you and your past problems that have never been dealt with being brought into the mix. And so sometimes what it takes is not only marriage counseling, it's going to possibly take counseling for you personally. And I'm speaking to the husband and the wife that if there's trauma in your past or there's abuse or some things you don't even remember that it, it could benefit you to go through some personal counseling before you even enter into the marriage counseling or simultaneously if your insurance will cover it especially well, I, I also too just to kind of reemphasize something that we talk about or if not <laughs> go <yeah>. ahead sorry <laughs> um i mean like why are you married you know, we, we've we've hit on this before. I don't know if we've done it on the podcast or you and I have had these discussions where if you have two people that get together and become married, but they live two separate lives, they're basically roommates. Mm-hmm. And that's just laying the groundwork for disconnection, dissatisfaction, and lack of intimacy, lack of true relationship building, lack of true growth. So I'm going to mention something that my parents said on the phone the other day. They said they are 70 and 73. And so this is grandma and grandpa said they are the only couple out of their friend group that sleeps in the same bed. And I mean, that kind of says a lot speaking, like thinking about their generation and how that's just the thing that like, like that might not be something that our generation does to like withdraw, I guess, from the marriage. But like that's something in that generation that I feel like is really big. But yeah, that's, that's huge. Well, I think there's probably more of that. Than we think. Than we yeah. think. And, I, mean, I, and yeah. I think a lot of it's going to happen even more so now because we're in a, in a meology environment where if, if, if mommy is a heavy snorer, <laughs> And a violent thrasher in bed. Right. I have two choices to make. One choice would be I need to figure out how to adopt or adapt different things within our bed that allow me to still be able to sleep with her and to make things happen there. Right. Which is, to me, the right thing. Mm-hmm. Or two, I go again into a different bed because all I'm thinking about is I, I need sleep. I, I need to take care of myself. You know? And gotta look out for number one. That's right. <laughs> but when you get into a marriage, you should be taking the approach that now I'm gonna love my wife and I'm gonna put my wife in a position of greater than I. Well, isn't that one of the points that you I mean, yeah. yeah. That's how I was transitioning back to the Oh, <laughs> I knew there was a purpose in that. I mean, the first one that we'll say, which kind of, we've almost kind of touched on a little bit without saying it, is um, just start thinking about your marriage, like, every day, all the time, every day, just, like, thinking about it. I mean, that's, like, the first step. So, since you're already thinking about it, we're already talking about it on this podcast. The second one, which is kind of um, what you, like, we're getting to, is start thinking that your spouse is better than you. And I would also say like more important than you. And so if you're constantly trying to serve your spouse, then like eventually they might start to serve you and then you're both be taken care of. So when you think about your spouse being better than you, that means if there's 
you know, a focus on meeting the other person's desires and needs and needs, then you're going to have a greater opportunity of growing together. Because if, you, if, if it really works out where if I'm taking in consideration everything that mommy needs and she's taking in consideration everything that I need, now we're mutually serving one another. Right. Versus her going, I'm going to go take care of anything that I want and need. And I'm over here saying I'm going to take care of anything I want and need. Then it becomes a comparison challenge. Right, and then you're not even one. You're right. just in competition Absolutely. kind you're, of. You're, you're two people that are competing for the same amount of resources. And, and on your point about thinking about your marriage, you know, I, I think it's more than thinking about your marriage. I think it's expressing your thinking about your marriage. Mm-hmm. Well, if you start thinking about your marriage, you're going to... Th- you're going to be thinking about things that could make it better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, so good. no, go ahead. I was okay. going to say, like, start thinking about like, like, so your like your, your, your spouse is kind and affectionate or, and like, you're like, celebrate your spouse, compliment them on how warm they are, how beautiful their smile is, anything like that. Which go ahead. Hannah. I was just going to say too, like, I feel like, um, early on in marriage, I feel like we had a lot of conversations about like thinking about our marriage because I think like when we first got married and for anybody that just gets married, it's like, it's a weird transition because you're an adult that's been an adult probably for like at least a couple years and you're transitioning into now you're like one with another adult who's also been an adult for a while and lives his own life. And so it's like a weird transition to have to like put your lives together and to like think totally differently. And so we had so many conversations about like, like, I just want you to think today, like, yeah, I'm married. And like, what, like, what does that mean for me in this moment? What does that mean for me when I get home? Like, and I think you do such a like good job of that now. And like thinking about me when you're gone and like, I need to check in with her. Like, what can I pick up that we need at home or like whatever it is. Like, just like thinking about your marriage, like how you can make it better what you're going to do to be intentional about like making it better. So like even as a, if you're just thinking about yourself, when you like, when you think well, the point the next point was like, and with within this point is strong thoughts towards your marriage, strengthen your marriage, mm-hmm. which like sounds easy. But like when I was trying to say is when you only think about yourself, you accomplish the things that you want for yourself so if you challenge yourself by thinking about things for your spouse instead of yourself you'll be surprised at how much more like joy that brings you than rather bringing yourself your own joy mm-hmm. does that make sense yeah yeah well and i also think if you're thinking about your marriage you know it's it's like what we talked about before when people look at facebook and they go Oh, look what so and so's doing, and what so and so's doing, and what's going on there, and what's going on here, and whatever. Mm-hmm. So we we have a a society right now, or a situation right now in our world where, in some respects, you have visibility into everyone's lives through rose-colored glasses. Mm-hmm. And with that happening, it's so easy for people to do the comparison game where they go, "Oh, look, Jake and Hannah are going to." New York for the weekend and they're always out doing things like that 
And me and my husband never get to go there and do those things. And the reason why is because he's always doing this. And then it just, it just spirals downward versus thinking about your marriage and going, these are the things that I love about my marriage. Mm -hmm. I love that we spend time at home working on projects together. I love that we do, you know. Is this your way of telling me we're never going to New York? No, no, no. Oh, okay. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I was thinking. (laughs) No, but we are going to go to Boston in the fall. Oh, good. (laughs) Um, One thing, too, I was going to say, like, we talked about we've talked about this like a lot lately and the funny thing is like when we got to romance uncensored and we had like all day friday before like the conference started and we had we always like always as in like the past two years like the for some reason that friday we have so many like good deep conversations and probably just because like we're in a different place there's not a lot to do a lot to do in a hotel room like not a lot to do in branson because it's everything's frozen and no <laughs> one's out so we just end up having like a lot of good conversations and the conversation we ended up having that day right before the conference was about like our thoughts and like telling ourselves the truth and and like writing down the truth so that you believe it because you're going to believe whatever you hear or say like the most and so if every day you think like oh my spouse is the worst like oh he never does anything that I want him to do then like that's what you're going to believe that's going to be the case because you're like you're thinking it you're saying it you're believing it and you're living it but like if every day you're like okay this is frustrating but like like there's a reason that i'm married like my marriage is my ministry or like my my husband he has the best intentions like he might not it might not come out the right way at sometimes it might he might not say the right thing at this time but like he loves me at least like like think <laughs> like i hate to use like the the term like at least blah 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 but like if if you're if it's that bad like you can say like okay it might not be that good but at least he loves me even when i don't dress up or at least he says hi to me and gives me a kiss when he comes home like or at least he's got a paycheck coming in right you know right basically start thinking about what you like about them more than what you don't like about them right and you know as we're talking about this, it takes me back to yesterday's message again. I know. I was going to mention mm-hmm. that too. You know, yesterday we were listening to a pastor, Pastor JD. From Nashville. He's from Nashville. I forgot. I don't know what the church know, was. I have to yeah. look it up though. Mm-hmm. We'll find it and, and share it next time. But, um, you know, he talked about. Zeal Church. Sorry. That's right. Zeal Church? I believe so. Yeah, I think okay. so. So he was saying the 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 title of his message, if you want to call it, was don't just do it, do it with passion. And he talked about in marriage, he said, you know, if you're not going to compliment your wife, somebody else will. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just the whole concept of the fact that the, these, these women that we are married to a wife, deserve certain things like they they deserve to be treated a certain way and spoken to a certain way and if we're not going to do it as the husband somebody else will it is zeal church in nashville pastor jd i think he became a pastor right after high school or he was called into being a pastor i thought he was a businessman first didn't you say that yesterday that's okay don't worry about that right now 
was called to be a pastor after graduating high school in Union City, Tennessee. And the next point, since you guys are getting off topic, yeah, <laughs> is start thinking better automatically. And basically, like, the point that, like, I wrote down to, like, describe that is that your automatic thought is not your attitude or action, but will fu- will fuel both. So Basically, your automatic thought feeds your actions. Right. Right. Exactly. So, like, basically, through all of the other points, like, training your mind and your heart to be, like, saying the truth and thinking the truth and, like, let that be, like, your automatic thought. Like, make that the case. So give me an example here. Right, right, because you could say my my husband's a jerk and that's the truth. Well, <laughs> your husband might be a jerk. <laughs> I'm not saying my husband's a jerk. I'm saying what if you got they what do you mean by truth? Like absolute truth? I mean like God's truth. God's truth. Okay. So like the truth if the truth is that like your husband might be a jerk, but like he's still your husband, you chose him and he's still God's best for you. So that's the truth. So the truth is not that he's a jerk, but that like, or he was made in the image of God, right? He's made in the image of God. God loves him. You (laughs) You chose him. You gave your husband a list to go to the store to get something. And instead of thinking like, oh, he's going to come back and forget something or he's going to get something we don't need. Start thinking like. He got eight out of the 10 items. Correct. Yeah. He went over budget, but it's okay. Yeah, like, right. Yeah, because we still need that ice cream. Right. At right. some point, we're going to celebrate. <laughs> I I have to, I hope my parents hear this this episode one day because my mom has gotten so good at making lists for my dad that she actually has a list of what not to buy. And it's, <laughs> <laughs> don't buy any more of this. Don't buy any more of that. Don't buy any more of this. So when grandpa goes to the grocery store, he has his list to buy and his list not, oh, to, not buy. to buy. Right. That way, if he looks at it and he goes, Pe- "We need peanut M and M's." Yeah, we need peanut M and M's. Or pop tarts. Oh, wait, yeah. no, that's on the not to buy. No, list. I can't buy that. <laughs> I can't buy that. We already have six dozen. <laughs> we already have twenty-five packs of gum in the drawer. Don't buy that. I mean, it's a good point though. Like, because obviously, like out of like with years of marriage and like learning, instead of like grandma sitting back and just being like, "I can't believe you came home with another box of that," like, right? And she probably did that at some point, but right. like after a while, realizing like, okay. Instead of just expecting something that I'm not fully communicating and like complete black and white, right? Let me just spell it out for you because then, then it can just be something that's funny and you can talk about it and joke about it and laugh about it like we are, but at the same time, like, it helps. Like you can take steps like that that are like so simple. I do have one tip on that that I've gotten better at, after so many years of making less for you, is that. Us women don't realize that like certain vegetables come in frozen, fresh, canned, jarred, and pickled, pickled, right? Exactly. So if you put something on the list, make sure you say fresh or frozen or canned, Mm. right? And then how many you want, because sometimes he might be thinking we're making chili, but really, I really wanted those beans for like a topping for a salad. So we don't need six cans. Right. Right. Because yeah. your husband's not an idiot, but he's also not a mind reader. He's not a mind reader. Thank exactly. you. Exactly. You're welcome. But I also wanted to comment on the the thinking part is that so for example, if your husband's supposed to be home at six o'clock and he's not there, don't let your immediate thought be 
oh, he's hanging out with his buddies at work and he should have been leaving earlier. Mm -hmm. Because then the husband gets home Mm. and he may have been on a call or he may have been tied up in traffic, but you've immediately discounted that, right? I'm not talking about me because I live in a shed. (laughs) So... Man, why has he not taken the 15 steps it takes to get back <laughs> in this right. house? Why hasn't, why hasn't Jeff come in why from the shed? Why are those lights still on the shed? What is he doing out there? Is he <laughs> whittling? <laughs> is he playing ball with Rocky? No. But that that's another part of it that I, I remember when Shannon was talking about that. I thought, you know how easy it is for people to go, he's probably doing this or she's probably doing this. And, and I mean, honestly, for me, I have to, I have to think about that. Right, like you what know? is, yeah, I need to communicate. Yeah, because I, I want to make sure that like if mommy says, hey, I'll be home around 5.30 and if it's 7.20 and I haven't seen her yet, I'm not, you know. Well, we I'm, can track each other, so no, there's no. never and a track, question and as to where. she's still at Mercy Mall and I'm like, she's probably sitting there talking. And also don't like tell little lies where like. Right, if you're, tell big ones. No. No. <laughs> but like if you're. 15 minutes away and you tell them that you're only five minutes away. That's, I mean, that's, that's a, lie. a lie. Right. Yeah. Cause they're going to be si- like expecting to see you in five minutes and you're still not going to be there. Yeah. Cause just like Shannon honest. said, don't tell me, Oh yeah, I'll be there in just a minute. And then they look and you're still at the office. Mm-hmm. I mean, they track you on your phone. Right. I mean, a lot of, a lot of this is communication too, because on like on the end of the person that is thinking the thoughts of like, okay, the person at home going, they said they're going to be here at six and they're not here at six. Where the heck are they? Like, that's for you to change your automatic thought to like, okay, let me believe the best about them that they either got tied up and it's not their fault. They got stuck on a call. They got stuck in traffic, whatever like the deal is. And for the person that is on the other end of that, you're the person that is communicating to the spouse at home or whatever the situation is. This is just an example. Then like you have to learn to communicate and go, okay, like I, the last thing I said is I'd be home at six, but something did change. So I need to make sure that as soon as I get a chance, I communicate that. Right. Mm. And I think to Jake's point too, that, you know, just don't, don't be dishonest at any level because you can allow yourself to build upon it. You know, you can say, all right, I'm supposed to be home at six o'clock from work and you know, it's a 30 minute drive and you don't leave the office until five forty. Mm-hmm. But on your way home, there's traffic. So then you're telling your spouse, I would have been home earlier if it wasn't for all the traffic. Well, that's a true statement. You've been home at 610, but not yeah, 6 o'clock. I mean, you, you might have got home at 610. And it's a true statement. If there wouldn't have been traffic, I would have gotten home earlier. But you already know that the reality is there's going to be traffic. So if you're left on time, Mr. Jackwagon... <laughs> of course I just come from the shed so traffic's easy I know so to spin off that <laughs> what Jake? <laughs> Jake was trying to be <laughs> no, all so cool yeah, no, sure. start just to saying, take a different spin on that start thinking more about changing your mind than changing your spouse mm. so if your spouse is the one that always lies about what time they're going to be home start expecting that they're not going to be home at that certain time, right? I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I don't think that's how it works. No, that's not how it works. No, but I mean, there's so many situations that, that, that this can apply in. And I mean, I think that was one thing that was convicting for me because like, I'm like a fixer in a way where like, 
I can see everyone else's problems very, very clearly. And I'm like, okay, let me just tell you, this is the problem and this is why it's a problem. And, th- and here's probably a reason from your childhood why it's a problem. <laughs> 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 but um, sometimes it's harder to see like yourself as the issue and to come up with like exactly what you should be changing about yourself and where you could have gone wrong or made the situation like harder or more uncomfortable i don't know like whatever it is it's like like kind of what you guys taught us like when we were growing up when it came to like reconciling with our siblings and stuff is that like okay yeah the big issue might be the other person but what did you do wrong what did you do that could have been better in this situation so there's always about that there's always something something right that you could have done better and if if it was just that your reaction to the other person's problem was way overkill Mm -hmm. then that's still a problem and if you're thinking about the person differently you're responding to the person differently because that's another piece of that that if we keep using the idea of somebody coming home late but let's just say that the reality is that there's traffic you know or whatever the case may be if i call mommy and i say hey babe i'm gonna be 15 minutes late which I'm supposed to let her know if I'm running late. If her response is, you always run late because you don't prepare, Mm. then what she's telling me is, don't be honest with me because I'm going to get mad at you. Mm -hmm. Not that we have that. We don't have that in our Mm. apartment. Mm -mm. Yeah. No, I think that the the premise of that or the main point of that is quit trying to point out the speck in someone else's eye when you have a plank in yours. Like, Mm -hmm. don't try to change your spouse. Like, let God do the changing. It's like, think, but don't overthink. So, like, just what you were saying about she's going to respond with, what, you're always late. You're always late. And so you're telling me not to be honest because you're just going to get mad at me that's overthinking rather than just like even who cares if she like that's her response just be honest with her because the more Mm -hmm. times you're honest with her the less times that response is going to come come from her and by the way lying is never an excuse no that should not be an excuse excuse for lying right no i mean but we've had we've definitely had conversations like like when you're saying that like where you've overthought about what i'm going to say about it and so I'm like, why didn't you bring this up? Or why didn't you say this? And you're like, because I knew that if I said this, then you would not like the idea or you'd get really mad at me. And so I wasn't going to bring it up. <laughs> We've been and there. And so now, <laughs> now you're mad at me not for, for not bringing it up and for saying all this. Right. right. That is just the worst because then you <laughs> yeah. just want to jump out of your body. Yeah. And like, be like, this all could have been avoided. But then I know it couldn't have because something would have happened. But. Right. Well, and, and we've, <laughs> I think even recently we had a situation and and because I know how you think or overthink or overprocess or don't think, I I started to feel bad for you because I thought there are probably t- <laughs> no no seriously no hear me out. I know there are times that I'm not consistent. Like you just don't even know what Stacy you're gonna get, right? Mm-hmm. You don't know, <laughs> you don't know if I'm gonna be upset over something. So like when something happens. You're trying to figure out, well, she has said this message in the past. If I go with that, then I'm going to respond this way and say that. But I have to take into account all these variables too 
So I could go that route and you're trying to process what reaction to give me or what response to give me. And you're at a loss. You don't even know how to respond. And, and I feel bad for you just because (laughs) there are times that like I might give you a mixed message about Mm. something. Well, right. I, I say that kind of stuff all the time too, because I'm like, like we, we have these conversations where like we end up in circles because I'm like, like, okay, yes, my response might be negative because that's just my automatic like feeling and thought and I let it out of my mouth because I'm comfortable with you. But just because my response is going to be negative or might be positive, don't let that stop you from telling me what you're going to tell me or responding the way that you right. should respond. And that's what I say too. You know, it's interesting. I remember talking to a buddy of mine, a guy I used to work out at the gym. Um, his job was he, in the Marine Corps, his responsibility was he worked for the Department of Defense and he deactivated explosion explosives. And and I would ask him questions like, how does this work? And, like, and he, he, would, he knew how every bomb was wired and designed and everything. So when he was on site... I know where this is going. He knew, I got to cut the red wire and the yellow wire on this. I'm like, that's awesome because he has an easier job than husbands. He I does, know. yeah. Like, I don't know if I cut the red wire if things are good or if I'm going to lose a limb at that point. Right? <laughs> that's what you're saying. No, yeah, I'm saying that, but <laughs> you can never go wrong, like Hannah said. Just cut them all. It just no. It just like being able to handle whatever emotion comes your way just respond yeah don't react just respond to it acknowledge it go with it like don't try to figure us out just Mm -mm. just do the right thing always which is always to just respond you can't go wrong with a response and a comfort statement or or a can can you explain further or like I'm not really understanding where this is coming from like just be okay not knowing right and I think if you took the same analogy that I had and I'm not trying to be funny here but if as a man in those situations if you just went ahead and laid your body on top of the the explosive (laughs) and be willing to sacrifice yourself exactly take the heat you don't know how bad the explosion may or may not be. What is the worst thing that I could possibly do or mm, say? Nothing. Right. 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 I mean, well, let's be real here. Let's make it. Like, up. have I ever? <laughs> I mean, honestly, you are sexy when you're mad. So, I mean, what's the worst that could come from a situation? Seriously, I'm asking. I don't what's know. What's the, wor- the worst? What is case. the worst thing I've ever said to you? Mm. Like, really, no, honestly. No, we don't. We don't want to go there. I mean, even one. when we were non-Christians, Honey, you know what? what's the know, worst thing I've ever said to you? Thing. I can't tell you because I'm not a historian. I don't. Okay. I don't recall All those right. Things. Well, that's that's but, good. right. Like that's a good point too. Like, thank you, Hannah. That was the <coughs> correct wire. Did <laughs> 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 you know if I go with well, that time you said this? Well, the reason I said that. <laughs> the rest of the ride home. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> you think it's cold in here? <laughs> But what I was going to say is like, like if you're, if everyone's keeping themselves in check when it comes to the words that are coming out of their mouth and you're holding yourself accountable and there's certain things that you, that are non-negotiables, like when it comes to like, okay, we might get in a fight, we might argue, we might like raise our voices a little bit more than we should, but like, we're never going to call each other names. Mm -mm. We're never going to mention divorce. We're never going to like... 
well, those say are the anything rules. mean about yes. somebody. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm never going to say anything that puts Jake down. So, like, there should be rules to your, like, fighting. fighting. Yes. So that, like, in those situations when you're talking about, like, I need to say this thing to my wife, but I don't know how she's going to react. There should already be those ground rules set mm-hmm. that she's not going to react. She might be, like, irrational for a little bit. But then, like, the other thing I was going to say earlier when you guys were talking about that is that, like, at that point, like, okay, as a wife, like, you call your husband out of, like, out of line sometimes and, like, tell him what he's supposed to do better, but he can do the same for you. Absolutely. When the moment has passed and the things are not so heated. And so that's what I tell Jake is I'm like, okay, I'm I'm expressing my expectations to you of how I want you to always tell me the truth, tell me when, as soon as the thing happened, like, whatever the case is, like, don't withhold information from me, whatever. I might not react the right way, but then when the situation is done, I do expect you to like confront me on that if I'm out of line. Right. I have said the same things because it's, it's a two way street. Right. So like I'm a human too. So even though I'm telling you, okay, here's what you're supposed to do. I might not do the right thing either. So by you saying that, that involves me growing as well, which brings me to the next point. (laughs) <laughs> Jake, <laughs> jake's our segue man <laughs> um, so, like in all seriousness like start thinking with a growth mind not a fixed mind and one of the like points i wrote down is like maybe i do have a good idea like maybe like yeah and then another one would be like maybe hannah is always right like 90 percent 99.2 percent of the time <laughs> <you write> 90. <laughs> <laughs> but like that was well, like what you're saying is if I do feel like you responded the wrong way, not to just like harbor it and like freak out the next time you re- like I respond the wrong way. And then I'm like, you, you know what I mean? Like I have <laughs> you, I have to grow, like I have to, I have to be able to be confident in myself and telling you like, Hey, like that wasn't cool the way you responded earlier. Right. Right. Like, right. Like thinking with a growth mindset basically means that you're not trying to talk yourself into thinking about like talking yourself into thinking what was done was correct. Like it means that sometimes you're going to talk yourself into going, okay, this part was right. And this part was okay. But this is something that really needs to be fixed either that she did or that I did. The only way I can get there is if I respond the correct way. So even if you are like, I mean, not just us, but in general, if you, if your spouse responds with something negative or, yeah, negative, if you don't allow that to affect you, like, affect you, unless they want you to show emotion, then you need to show emotion. That's a whole other I'm getting so confused, but I think you guys know what you're talking about. But, you know, on that growth versus fix, one of the things when Shannon said that that popped in my mind was, it's my mindset, not only about how I need to receive the the opportunity to learn something mm-hmm. in a conversation. The constructive criticism. Right. But I also have to remind myself that the words that are coming out of your mouth are meant to help me grow, not meant to fix me. Do you know where I'm coming from? Because like yeah. for so many years in, in our relationship, when I was dealing with a lot of insecurities and everything, right. if you would tell me something, 
my immediately uh, my immediate mindset was I'm a she loser. Doesn't like, she doesn't like me for who I am. She's just trying to fix me because she doesn't like who I am. When it's the complete opposite. Complete it's, opposite. It's, it's, it's a you love me so much mm-hmm. and you adore me yes. so much. Right. That <laughs> that you see these areas where it's opportunities for me to even right grow and in, in, even in, more yeah yeah and change the world that's right <laughs> right right Anna? Mm-hmm. so and 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 honestly it's a mindset i mean for a, a nine well let's just preface that jake and jeff are both nines yes and hannah's a four and i'm a one and there's a lot of similarities between a four and a one when it comes to certain things mm-hmm. like we yeah. can we can talk all day really mm-hmm. about the similarities in our marriage right yeah and i mean that's one thing that um like so on jake's paper he had written down like that he needs to start thinking that maybe sometimes his ideas are good mm-hmm. and i wrote down on my paper sometimes i need to start thinking that his ideas are good <laughs> 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 so that's the difference <laughs> Because in my mind, <laughs> everything that I do is probably the better way to do it. But Which in Jake's is, mind, everything that I do is also probably the better way to do it. Can you relate to that? Exactly what they were saying. Right. <laughs> no, but just, I just think that's you... hilarious. It's like Jake's going, maybe my ideas are good. Hannah's like, maybe Jake's ideas are good. Yeah. Like it's nothing about Hannah's ideas. She's pretty solid on those being good. Right. <laughs> I mean, right. <laughs> I mean, I have confidence in the ideas I have, so that's yeah. just how it is. I mean, the stuff I'm doing, it's good. We're going to work on this over here. Maybe there's a few <laughs> of them that will hit. I don't know. <laughs> a couple noodles that will hit <laughs> the cabinet right. and stick. <laughs> He's shooting with buckshot. He's going to hit something. <laughs> what else do you guys have? I mean, the one, I, the point that you may have kind of skipped. I mean, yeah, cause I was trying to flow. Okay. Um, was the other point was? It was a good idea, Jake. Start thinking. <laughs> <laughs> start thinking about demolishing stuff. And so the verse was about demolishing every stronghold and pretense. Um, did you guys want to touch on that a little bit? Isn't that Second Corinthians? Yes, Second Corinthians ten five is the verse. Babe, go for it. I'm trying to remember what Shannon talked about. I know. I was trying to bring myself back <laughs> there too. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Well, I, mean, demol- I remember studying that that whole section of the Bible, mm-hmm. the, those verses about um, demolishing all strongholds. And it just basically means that anything that does not line up with scripture is false. And so getting rid of any anything that's negative or that's not true in your marriage. And I, is that kind of what you remember? Yeah. But in my mind, I'm also trying to think of how to, how do we communicate a message like that to a non-believer? Well, I think it goes back to the things that Hannah was saying. What, do you have better notes, Hannah? So, yeah, I mean, I wrote down like, sorry, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> I just had a couple more extra pages of notes. Um, <laughs> sorry. I didn't mean to say it like <laughs> that. Better notes, more extensive. <laughs> <laughs> Jake Jake had a he did have some good no he <laughs> has amazing handwriting yeah, he does for yeah, a guy especially best. yeah um, I, I wrote down the question what is the stronghold in your life that starts arguments Ooh. get rid of it and so like 
that's what it meant by like strongholds. Well, so let's like, answer that. What's the stronghold in our marriage that we fight about? Um, I should I should probably know this. I mean, we don't fight that much. We do f- fight. What I about mean, you guys? It's hard, it's hard to like think about something on the spot like that. But there, I, mean, I think. It, go ahead. I, I have a good idea. I would say our marriage or yours? no, our ma- oh, oh. yeah, yeah, our right, yeah, yeah, our yeah. marriage, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would say not leading, mm-hmm. and just yeah. what we were talking about, like, and I been have, there. <laughs> yeah, th- well, been there, still there, <laughs> like always, <laughs> always relying on Hannah to make the like the decision or what we're gonna like what we're gonna do, be almost because I don't want the reaction of like if i choose the wrong thing yeah i mean every once in a while you're gonna choose the right thing right which is why like i think that's what's so challenging is in in terms of leading is knowing okay you make the decision and if she's like if she if there's a clear reason why you made the wrong decision she'll make it known and not to take it so personally Right, right, and like we, I mean, we've had this conversation like multiple times just this weekend. <laughs> right, that's like, why I'm bringing it up. Right, yeah. like, and when I tell him like I want you to lead, and but then I have a little like asterisk there that says like, but I want you to lead me in the right direction, and so when I mean like leading us financially, I mean let's not spend a bunch of extra money. Like you know our, you know our financial goals, so let's like lead me there, or like when it comes to just minor little plans and things like that, just make a decision because there's no right or wrong way or what, when it comes to like whatever it is, like our health, like I don't want you to lead me into Brewster's. Like that's not, not every the, night, not every night where I need to be like brought to, but like I need you to they, make they a decision. Send us coupons. <laughs> they do send us coupons. We do go to Brewster's, but, but if the place you're leading me is unhealth based on, Oh, let's sleep instead of working out. Let's eat instead of like, going for a walk whatever it is like obviously that's not what you that's not what you do but sometimes it's dessert instead of like like fruit or more vegetables <laughs> i would say or go ahead Anna. but yeah just to like finish up that what i was saying is just like lead but lead me in the right direction and so that i mean like yeah what were you gonna say no i was gonna say i was gonna add on to that and i would say lead me and let me in because I think that in your attempt to protect me, you don't share your insecurities about certain situations that are not solved yet. So in in your processing, you keep me out. Right. So lead me and let me in. I think yep. that, but the stronghold would be, he's not, he's not sharing something with me. He's probably hiding something. Mm-hmm. he's probably lying to me about the finances or he's talking to some girl on Facebook, which is totally out of like any type of character <laughs> at all, but it's where our world is. And yeah. so I never let my guard down. So when you're not letting me in, my mind starts going all kinds of craziness. Like he must be doing something wrong. If yeah. he's, it, he's, he's got a guilty conscience. So that's the stronghold I have to battle. Well, right, yeah, and that I think that's kind of wouldn't that be like a pretense? Yeah, that would be yeah. right, like getting yeah. rid of like okay, 
<clears throat> that, that sh- thought should never like enter your mind and stay there for any longer than like a second because it's like you you know the truth is about your husband i do but it's not to me it doesn't seem that irrational I no mean, it's not irrational but it's kind of more like like if the stronghold is is the insecurity of like oh my goodness he's probably like like talking to somebody else or he's probably like out just spending a bu- whole bunch of money or like feeding himself with a bunch of taco bell <laughs> like <laughs> if that's what you always think about your spouse then like you're not thinking the right thoughts about them right so i can't eat taco bell it's okay i don't think that was the point no the point. but i think on the on the on our side of it like when you were talking about that like let me in lead me but let me in is that how you were lead it? me and let me in and let me in is it's it's almost like I'm a visual person, so it's like visually giving you a hard hat. Yeah, I can handle it. Right, because in my mind, I'm processing things a lot of times, like trying to solve a problem, deal with constructing something in my head, and it may have little to nothing to do with you or us. It's just what I'm trying to process through at that point. And allowing you in there with a hard hat on to say, I want you in here. I want you to hear what I'm processing, but I also want to protect you from my stupid thoughts. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, I have a lot more to say about that, but I, I think we're running out of time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was good. Good discussion today. Yeah. Go ahead, Jay. I just want to add, I just saw in Hannah's notes, it said maybe Jake does have a better idea. So not just like Jake has dumb ideas all the time. <laughs> he, maybe he has a good idea. It says maybe Jake has a better Aww. idea. I just I wanted to clarify. That. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Was that night one or night two? That was night one. Wow. There was no yeah. night two. I said night one or day two. Oh, day two. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But all hopefully right. you guys get something from this and all of our like all over the place and laughter. Yeah. <laughs> but take some notes. <laughs> All right, so we wanted to do something fun since marriage can get deep and conjure up all kinds of uh, emotional things. So I thought, let's do something fun. We haven't done anything fun in a while as far as like our podcast since it's like marriage is is tough to talk about. So, um, well, it can be. Why are you looking at me? So the idea I had was like, like what we're what we're learning or what products we're using or something fun that we might be doing in our personal lives or marriage. And we kind of jumped around a little bit on um, what that was. So anybody can, can jump in at any, any point, but what I'm learning in my quiet time. So um, quiet time for those that don't know, it's just, just a time to kind of like center our day on the Lord and, it can be any number of things, prayer, listening to worship music, journaling, reading the Bible, that kind of thing. So right now, because mine changes, I write in my line of day journal, which is I'm on year four. So I got one more year and that's complete. And it's really cool to look back and see the dates and things that I've journaled. And then I'll journal a little bit in my regular thing, just, you know, praying for people and stuff. And then I'm actually reading through a Bible study that I've done twice already completely through. And it's Ephesians 6, Priscilla Priscilla Shire's um, Armor of God study. So I had a friend that I bought it for because she was going through a tough time. And I said, well, you know what? 
I'm pulling this out and I'm going to read through it again. So that's what I'm doing in my, in a nutshell. So I'm doing in my quiet time. And my favorite thing that I'm using right now because of what I'm going through, and you can probably tell with my voice, is my neti pot. (laughs) I just went to Dr. Smith today and he gave me like one, two, three, four, five, six things I need to put in my neti pot because we're dealing with some mold issues at the house. So we're um, definitely needing to clean out the sinuses. So that's kind of my favorite thing right now, giving me relief. Who else? I mean, in my quiet time, I'm doing... um new morning mercies mm-hmm. which i've seen a lot of people doing over the years but i never had gotten it it's very deep it's, very, it's very good, good. Mm-hmm. um so yeah that is what i'm doing and then one thing that we're doing fun right now is we're doing the adventure challenge for couples which um tanner's girlfriend actually gave us bella um for christmas which is a cool gift uh but it's fun because it's like a scratch off like date night and it gives you like some clues of as to like how expensive it's going to be what time of day you need to do it like just everything you need to know in order to like pick it but that's been fun because i like completing stuff like i like like the fact that we have to take a polaroid picture and like peel and stick it into the into the book and then like write something about it like that part is like what gets me like excited excited (laughs) yeah because i'm like one day we're gonna look through this and we're gonna have like 50 polaroid pictures in here so oh also share with everybody what you how you make your bread like what kind of bread you make? Uh, yeah, I also make sourdough. Mm. And that's been like a kick for like a whole year and it's not getting old. Every day we eat it. And it's so funny because every night we do our highs and lows. And Jake always starts out and is like, well, my high <laughs> starting out is that the peanut butter and jelly toast on the sourdough. This <laughs> is beginning of his highs every single day. Um, but yeah, but also Hope bought me like a really cool like the tool and i don't know the name of it because it's like a weird name but it's the tool that you like make the cool designs with and so i've had like a lot of fun with the last like four loaves making designs one of them i actually carved jake's name into it. i was like here's your loaf and that was even though we ate it together but yeah can i can i add that um i found on pinterest a gluten-free sourdough recipe Mm. that i would love to start making for you let's do it yeah I'm up for that. Okay. It's a bread of life. <laughs> Jake? Well, my quiet time I'm doing is, um, I don't know the name of the book. I actually don't it's ever look at the title. Isn't Tony Dungy? It's Tony. I knew it was yeah. Tony Dungy. Okay. It was, it's Tony Dungy. It's his quiet time. Um, he has like a, like every four days, it's some, or every day is something different, but it's like a cycle. It's like one's about faith one's about friendship one's about family and one's about like your spirit like your spirit spiritual walk and so it's just cool how each one <clears throat> he'll use stories of his life or people that he knows of influence and it's like easy to relate to and like the one just from this morning was about um, honoring your father and mother and even if you're like an adult you're still their child and you should thank them for um, like clothing you and feeding you and, and, and like thank them for all the sacrifices that they made and, and loving you. And even if they are no longer here, like thanking Jesus for them and he'll relay the message. So that was good. What's the other part of your quiet time that you've been doing? Oh yes. Well, I just started this, after Romance Uncensored, 
But af- after doing the quiet time, I write down one thing that I believe about myself or I need to believe about myself. That's so good, Jake. That is good. Yeah. So I bought a big pack of tiny little notebooks. So if anyone needs a tiny notebook to write down the truth about themselves from God, then let me know. How big are the pages? I mean, they're, they're right up there. You can see them on the little shelf. Mm. Where? Oh, cool. Yeah. That is cool. Well, and the other cool thing is that Padre and I met Tony Dungy. Mm-hmm. Great guy. Yep. He probably is not on a podcast talking about meeting us. but He probably does not. remember <laughs> 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 meeting us. You know, for me, uh, a while back, I was listening to or or reading a daily devotional from Vince Miller, and then I got away from it for a while, and now I've been doing that every day. And what's nice about it is it's very specific. He's a man's kind of guy, a man's kind of man, I guess. A man's man. And um, right now he's going through the book of John, and he's he takes a lot of what he's pulling out of the scriptures and he's really hitting hard on some of the topics that are happening in our, in our society today. But the other nice thing is that through the 21 days of prayer, I started listening to worship music more in the morning. Even though I turn worship music on when I go downstairs, I usually go out in that back area and I don't hear anything. Mm -hmm. And, um, with Vince Miller's devotions, he actually has a song that he'll give you a link to on YouTube <coughs> that ties to the message that he's got. So it gives me a chance to listen to some worship and um, and then chase dogs around. Yeah. It's nice. <laughs> so there you have it. Vince Miller and it's uh, beresolute.org. Thank you for listening to this episode. Don't forget to subscribe, and if you liked what you heard, leave a review. We'll see you next time on the Saturday Morning Crew.